Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing, we trust one another. What happened, we trust one another, and uh, that's why we came up with uh, the win. The head coach. Um, you know, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. He's going to have to be more disciplined. And the fans. We have some talented players, no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to compete at this level of the NBA with what we have going on. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show. Presented by Palermo Screamin' Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. One twenty to ninety nine. Another butt kicking. I mean, look, business were up. One point, halftime, whatever. Never, ever, ever at any point worried. Never worried. My boss texted me, said, ah, business came to play tonight. Said, not worried. Don't worry about it. They have a f- switch that they flip, folks. I never thought I'd say it about a Bucks team, but they have a switch that they flip. And when Giannis and this team determine, okay, we've messed around long enough. We're going to end you. They end you. They do. I'm convinced in the first half, Giannis is like, I want this to go a little bit longer. I mean, last time was kind of, we killed him, but let's just, let him hang around for a little while, give him some hope, let the fans get a little bit more entertainment value here, and then we'll put him away in the second half. That's really what it felt like to me. I don't know what it felt like to everybody else. Was anybody ever worried in this basketball game that they were going to lose? Was anybody ever worried that they were going to lose this basketball game? I wasn't. Never at any point. At any point was I worried. Now, I'm going to go to Mr. Positivity over here. Ray of Sunshine. Talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you, Mitch. Yeah, Mayor Mitch. Positivity. So, yep, that's me. how about you? Were you ever nervous? Because I didn't get here to the fourth quarter. So, were you ever nervous that they were going to lose this basketball game? No. Thank God. Evan, what about you? Me personally, no. Yeah, no. Okay. So no. we're I mean, all as a show, all were certain they were going to win this basketball game. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. You got to be <laughs> kidding me, man. I mean, yeah, I was. I was. I was very, very confident. Uh, I came in here. Oh, oh, one second. I came in here. We got our, our, our boy Joel over there, and we call him Ole. It's a joke inside joke because Young Express, the J is silent. So on the big show, uh, Leroy called him old because the J is silent, and it's. I thought he had like on. a bad jump shot or something. No, like, well, no J. He might. I don't know, but I'll call him Joel for the sake of this show because it's a normal show. So, Joel uh, wanted to do some stuff for school uh, for his internship, so we were doing that. Mitch was like, oh, "I'm going to have to go in the other room to go watch." I, 
I might swear or something. I'm like, dude, the game's over. Like, it's over. We're good. Don't worry about it. This is not the Bucks of five years ago. I, uh, this is in the Bucks of last year. This game was in the bank and drawing interest, as Ted Davis would like to say, before tip. And guess what? Saturday night is done. Monday night is done. There. Said it. It's done. Sweep. Done. Matt Velasquez agreed with me when we talked to him last time that this was a sweep and it wasn't going to be close. And same old, same old. What did I ask him? Did I ask him if it would be within 20 and he said no? Right? So if we would have bet the over, and I don't believe he nor I gamble, we would have covered by one. I just, I don't really think. And the second, in the third quarter, they outscored them 35 to 17. Right? 35. That's correct. Do you know what happened in the third quarter? Yeah, I said, it's been real, folks. It's been real. I'm here to tell you that you are not going to win this game. We play with you for the second quarter. It's over now. Done. Bledsoe played, I thought, well in the first half. Middleton played fairly well. I mean, they struggled to hit a three the whole second quarter. But, I... Well, I mean, they, they didn't take a decent shot that entire second quarter. No. There, I mean, the, the spacing, yeah. They took like six threes in the first half. Mm-hmm. A lot of games, they have 25 up. Yep. By halftime. So I don't know what was going on there tonight. It was it was weird. I that first quarter, you thought, okay, here we go. Tell you. Let them hang around for eight minutes instead of five. Telling you. This team was just like, I don't know. The emotions. Let, let's see how long this can go. Yeah, I I'm telling you, that's what it feels like to me. Whether or not they're doing it, I don't know. Probably not. But it just feels like we're gonna I'll tell you what it feels like. It doesn't feel it like that. It feels to me. it feels like us being Bucks fans back in the day, right? Watching the Bucks stay close with a really good team for like three quarters, and then the fourth quarter comes, and the superstar on that team goes, "Okay, we're done." Yep. And they run away, and you lose by twelve or fifteen. You're like, "Yeah, we stay close for three quarters, man. We're getting better. We're coming along. We're getting better." Remember those shows? Yep. We did a lot of them, right? Oh, Moral yeah. victory for our Bucks team that night. We're the other team now. I know, but I, it's yeah, you pretty can, cool. You can relate to the Pistons, no question about it. It's I mean, we're, we're not cool. that far removed from from their situation. No, I mean it's just I don't know, man. I I don't know how you can love this. I don't know how you can't be on board and just enjoying every single moment of this. Now, Boston beat Indiana, so that's two zero. Indiana just win a game or two and stretch that out a little bit, just a game or two. I'm not asking you. I don't expect you to win the series, but can you win a game or two? So that way, when the Bucks sweep, they get a couple additional days to get Brogdon a little bit healthier. That, that's the only reason I care. So get a little bit more time for Brogdon to be ready to come back and play. That, that's why I care more. They're going to need Brogdon in that Boston series, I think. All right, 120-99. Let's go uh, inside the box. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCAudioVideo.com. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. 120-99, Bucks over the Detroit Pistons. Giannis, 30 minutes, 11 of 18 from the floor, 1 of 3 from 3, 3 of 5 from the free throw line. 26 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, couple of block shots, 5 turnovers. Chris Middleton, 33 minutes, 7 of 15 from the floor, 2 of 6 from 3, 8 of 8 from the free throw line, 24 minutes, or 24 points, I should say, 8 assists, 5 boards, 1 steal. 
and two turnovers. Brooke Lopez, 34 minutes played there. Three of eight from the floor, one of three from three, one of two from the line. Eight points, six boards, one assist, one steal, and one turnover. Eric Bledsoe, 28 minutes, played really well. 11 of 19 uh, from the floor, three of eight from three, two of three from the free throw line, 27 points, six assists, four boards, three steals, one block, and only one turnover. Sterling Brown, 26 minutes, three of five from the floor, one of one from three, one of three from the free throw line, eight points, three boards, an assist, a block, and a couple of turnovers. All right, let's go to the bench. Pat Connaughton, 31 minutes, eight of 10 from the floor, two of three from three, 18 points, nine boards, three assists, four block shots. I don't know if there's a Pat Connaughton fan club. We don't have a, a presiding member of it on this show. Uh, but if there's not one, there should be. There are a few on Twitter. There there I mean, should yeah, be. Yeah, we can be that. There, no, you losers are on the DJ Wilson fan club. Y'all can't change fan clubs now, man. Your guy got two minutes and did nothing. But that's okay. It's all right. Well, that's not his fault. No, it's not his fault. No. But I'm not surprised. Again, I told you. I, just, I mean, there's a question for you. Would you rather play DJ Wilson or Nikola Mirotic at this point? You're not serious. I am serious. Yeah, I'm serious in telling you you're not serious. I am dead serious. You need to stop being dead serious then. George Hill, 26 minutes, 2 of 7 from the floor, 4 points, 2 boards, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 1 turnover. 18 minutes for Ersan Ilyasova, 1 of 3 from the field, 1 of 1 from 3, and that was a great 3 because Ted Davis just let it go on the radio when he hit that 3. 3 points, 10 boards, 3 assists, 1 block shot. 12 minutes for Miritich, who Mitch here you go. Who Mayor Mitch hates. One of five from the floor, zero of one from three, two yep. points, three boards, one assist. If you hate Nico Miritich, you can join Mayor Mitch's club. Uh, Tim Frazier, two minutes. They didn't do anything for him. DJ Wilson, same thing. Garbage time. 52.2% from the field for the Bucks. 37.4% for the Pistons. The Pistons were shooting 39% in the first half and were still up on the Bucks. 11 of 26 from three for Milwaukee. 12 of 36 for Detroit. Uh, from three-point range. Free throw line, 15 of 21 for the Bucks, 13 of 17 for Detroit. 54 rebounds to only 43 rebounds for uh, Detroit. And uh, turnovers, 12 for Milwaukee, only eight for the Detroit Pistons. Bucks win 120 to 99. They are now leading this series two games to nil. Next up, Saturday night, back at it again, this time in Detroit and Motown, expecting lots and lots of Bucks fans to be at that game because they are going relatively cheap. Uh, if you want to go and get off work on Friday, drive to Detroit, see the game Saturday, do a little gambling in one of their casinos, come home Sunday, right? Sure. Take tickets, actually, for today's game. If you looked at the right time in the secondary market today, weren't bad. And I hear the NFL schedule came out today. You buy a Pistons playoff ticket, they'll give you a Lions ticket for free. Really? No. Would you want a Lions ticket? Uh, no. No comment there. Well, just saying. Uh, 120 to 99 bucks over the pits. Let's get some phone calls. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM. The fan, what you got? CJ in Merrill, my man. You're up first on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes postgame show. What's up, CJ? Well, hey, I'm here to carry the torch for the Patsy, or playoff Patsy fan club. Pat Connaughton representing the uh, Irish folks out here, including my, my, my ancestors. Uh, it was great to see him against the Scotsman, Luke Kennard. Okay. Oh, come on, Sparky. you got to be euphoric right now. You've never had this kind of opportunity to speak so positively about the Bucks in the playoffs. Uh, no. Nope. We've never had this opportunity to have uh, this good of a Bucks team since we've been doing this postgame show. That is absolutely 110% correct. 
talk about the effort and energy and all those wonderful things Jason Kidd said, exemplified by the Bucks edition, the most underrated player in the NBA, our very own Pat Connaughton. Yeah, I, you know, he uh, he is really filling a role for them right now, for sure. I I don't know if... I don't know how much I believe in him necessarily long-term on this basketball team, but the role that he's filling for this current edition of this roster is definitely a big one, and he can definitely be a bigger factor going forward if Brogdon doesn't come back. But once Brogdon comes back, I would assume that you won't see Pat Connaughton as much. He's playing the deli role in the Cavaliers in their championship years. Uh that's not going to win you any points because I don't like Matthew Delvadova at all. But thanks for the call. But I hear what you're saying. Uh, Delvadova had one game in the playoffs, and that was great. God, I can't stand Delvadova. I got to believe Connaughton's a lot more impactful than Matthew Delvadova ever. But was. he's saying on that run, and remember that run in the postseason for Delvadova was a, a decent one. Remember, Mitch, because that's when Jason Kidd got his pom poms out and became a cheerleader of Delvadova, and that's how that whole thing happened. They were, I think. They were negotiating against nobody to get him. It was the box. How much do you want? Oh, sure. By today's standards, the TV money, $9, million, no problem. Oh, we yep. got you. Mirza, come on in, buddy. Don't mind the loud mouth. You played f- for me for Brooklyn? Yeah. All right. Don't mind the loud mouth on the fan, Sparky, being all upset about the contract. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You, you're going to be great, Dell. You're going to be great. People are going to love you here, and it's going to be wonderful. That was a horrible signing. Uh, okay, where to next? Let's go to Vincent in Anaheim. You're up next on the fan. What's up, Vincent? What you got tonight? Uh, uh, what's up, Max? Continuing. Your domination. Right? Oh, shut up. To Listen to me. You just worry about winning your series for the Raptors, and then hey, once man. you all take care of business, you can call me back. It's nice hey, to man. see Kyle Lowry actually played well for a game in the playoffs. Hey, yeah, you guys, you got some points. Hey, man, hey, I ain't tripping, man. Like I said, I might. I might. I'm still sticking to it. I Hopefully, you know, uh, you guys can sweep them, but, you know, I'm sticking to my prediction. I think, that you know, they might shock you, and he might give you six games, or he might just give you five, man, but you guys are dominating, man. Uh, I was looking at the box scores at halftime. I was like, looking at the turnovers. I was like, no, nah, everybody's playing good. I, I was in the same bag as you, Sparky. I was like, man, these fools are just, you know, it's one of those games. You know what I mean? Not, it's not like, oh, blowout, blowout. It's a, and then when I saw the third quarter, y'all up by 16, I was like, this game's over. Well, you know, I just hope it, if, if Toronto figures out how to make it to this far, I hope they can keep it closer <laughs> than Detroit. That's all hey, I'm we've saying. Done, we've, we've done it before. And believe me, man. Raptors in seven. Believe it, man. Believe it. I know you don't want to. No, I think you could go seven games this series you're in. It probably will take you seven, but that's all right, man. I watched it to that one. Yeah, you did. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. That's our Raptors fan out in Anaheim, California. He makes people mad when he calls in. I enjoy talking to him. I mean, he's fun. He's yeah, not mean spirited. Okay. He's just I, no, a fun absolutely dude. Absolutely not. Absolutely He's not. He's totally chilled and laid back and whatever. That's the fine. The fact we that can... some dude in Anaheim, California, That's is awesome. calling into a Bucks post game show, and the dude's not a Bucks fan. He's a Raptors fan for Toronto, and takes time out to call in our post game show, follow the Bucks out in Anaheim. Just, to, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. Like I got no problem with that whatsoever. See, that's the other thing. Joel, our guy in the other side of the glass, uh, our intern. That's the other thing, and I, we didn't talk about this for your little school project. But that's that's another cool part about this gig. We, he was interviewing me about you know doing radio and all that stuff. But that's another cool part. For instance, the other day, 
Phil Brylo, who does our Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show, which we're all done with uh, for the season currently. We may do a podcast at some point here through the PBA playoffs, but he texted me and said he was doing a PBA 50 event down in Florida. And he had a couple walk up to him and thank us, thank him for doing the Spare Time Bowling Show in Milwaukee. They listen every week from Florida to our bowling show on Sunday mornings. I mean, that type of stuff is just like, man, that's crazy. Like, A, how do you even know that we're even doing a bowling show in Milwaukee on a on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. or whatever. And just like this, got some guy in Anaheim listening and calling in. As a radio show host, that's always pretty cool. Yep. I don't know what it's like as a listener if you think it's cool, but I've always thought it was a, a pretty cool deal. All right, uh, let's do the uh, Screaming Sicilian Frozen Play, Frozen Pizza play of the game. We know you can do that. You're listening to the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Play had you screaming. Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Craft Pizzas. All right. So, Mayor Mitch, chairman of the DJ Wilson Fan Club, Evan, on the side of the glass. They were here throughout the game cutting highlights, figuring out which one it's going to be in this slot. What did you figure out? I'm going to have to go Giannis Duncan on Thon Maker. Second quarter, yep. about the only highlight from that second quarter. I figure with the fan, with the way the fans reacted to Thon the first couple of games here in the series, letting him have it. Here's another one for you, Giannis all over Thon. Let's start with Ryan on the shot. Oops! Oops! Yes! Oops! That's a cluster on a former teammate. Oops of Sajid. Oops of Sajid. Wow. Oops of your head. I like it. Marcus Johnson, Jim Paschke on the call. Fox Sports, Wisconsin. I will take a quick time. I'll come back. If you're getting in your car, you're leaving the arena tonight, want to hear from you, want to hear if y'all had any run-ins with the star power that was at the game tonight from whether it be the Packers or the Brewers or whatever. But can somebody clarify something for me? So I had saw on Twitter, I didn't see pictures, but I saw people tweeting that they saw Greg Jennings at the game tonight. You saw the same thing, Evan? I saw the tweet on Twitter. Okay. They saw Greg Jennings. And immediately, I think to myself, oh boy, Aaron might be there. And that might be why Greg Jennings is going, thinking, I'm going to talk to Aaron Rodgers tonight. This is happening. I'm going to find him, and we're going to talk, and we're going to be done with this, because I've had my fill. And immediately, people started tweeting out, oh, please put him on the Jumbotron. Oh, please put him on the Jumbotron, because that place was going to come down if they put that dude on the Jumbotron. So I just want somebody to tell me, was that dude there or not? It looked and like it. Did anything His... did anything happen when he was there? Like, did we see him talking to 12? Did we get Jennings on the Jumbotron? I saw Joe Zola tweet that Jeremy Jeffers, they were going around saying all the people that were there, and they didn't acknowledge Jeremy Jeffers. So Jeffers took to Instagram or something and told the Bucks, hey, dude, I'm here too. Like, talk about me. So they did. They called He's him Jer- there all the time, though. And, right. And, and then they called him. Defense. And then they called him Jeremy Jeffries. Yep. That's not the, even his name. The no, tweet that's that's that two thirds of Wisconsin, too. So. No doubt. Absolutely. There's probably talk show hosts that do the same thing. The tweet that I saw for Greg Jennings, it was an actual picture of him in the arena. It looked like he was in like the middle of the first bowl, but Rogers was courtside. Well, so. of course. Like, he was laying well, low. Obviously, yeah. You better yeah. believe he was laying low. No, he's not going to get those tickets. Come on, man. Shh. <laughs> There's no way he's getting those. I mean, I don't know how he got his tickets, but that's what I want to know. I want to know the juice. Like, did they talk? Did they make up? Like, what happened? I mean, I saw Danica there. So she obviously didn't drive down here. Otherwise, they would have crashed. 120 to 99, <laughs> Bucks over the Pistons. 
Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. All right, so Bucks get the win tonight. Turn the switch on. Third quarter said, peace. It's over. 120-99. Bucks over the Detroit Pistons. Got some defensive plays to pick from tonight for the Bucks. Yeah, they were a Mayor couple. Mitch, what you got? I mean, well, the Bucks had, what, forced zero turnovers in the first half, mm-hmm. but we did get a big block again. More Giannis on Thon crime. And we get this one in the fourth quarter. Giannis swats his former teammate. Just for the Bucks, held the Bucks to, what, 20 points in the quarter. Oops. Goodbye, buddy. Don't make the applause, Jonas. What happened, Mitch? What was he? What, what, what was that? That was a block. Yeah. On Fox Sports Wisconsin. Yes. And of who? Thon Maker. I'm just, I'm just. Look at me. I know what the highlight is, man. I'm just having you explain what oh, happened for people yeah. listening well, into their car. They may not know exactly what they just heard. Yes. As I said before the highlight, Giannis yes. Blockthon Maker. Correct. And he said, Goodbye, buddy. Goodbye, buddy. I like it. That that's that's good. Bye bye. That's it's good. And anytime you can do it on Thon, and then they pulled Thon right after that. Thon, I'm, Thon I'm only pretty sure. Nineteen minutes tonight. Yeah, after Giannis did that, I'm pretty sure they pulled Thon. I uh, got a tweet here uh from Andy who says, I didn't see Greg Jennings there, but they did ignore David Stearns, who was sitting right next to Shasin. Poor guy. How in the world did you miss David Stearns? How, what? He's a general manager of the Milwaukee Brewers. They were within one game of the World Series. His team's in first place. I mean, I know they lost today, but you don't have to ignore the man. They did take two out of three from the Cardinals. Come on, man. I mean, you can't show... That's my t- guy. You can't show everybody, can you? He was sitting next to him, this guy said. They were right there. Okay. What? Well, I can't hear you. What did you say, Evan? They were on the lower bowl. I saw them. Well, of course, they it were. was like a fan tweeted in about David Stearns, and yeah. it was like a really creepy picture from behind. Don't let me find out they got David Stearns in the upper deck because I will, I will get mad if I find that well, out. The rest of the Brewers were in like a a club a suite. suite. Yeah, I saw Yelich in the suite. Uh, Council was with his kid in the first bowl. Right. Yeah. Well, Council's got season tickets. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I've seen Council. Yeah, he had his before. Bucks shirt on. He was yeah. he was live, living the dream. Council's always had games. That's that's not breaking news there. All right, one twenty to ninety nine bucks over the Pistons. Where to next, man? Let's Mitch. go to Whitefish Bay and check in with Sean. You're up next on the fan. What's up, Sean? Hey guys, uh, just wanted to talk about the game. But I mean, since you guys asked about all the celebrity sightings, as I was walking out of the arena, like literally, we come out the side of the. Uh, Bradley Center and Yelich is just walking. He had like a huge posse of security around him, so nobody could get in front of him. So, uh, but people were chanting MVP, and literally nice. like two seconds later, we're walking back and we pass through the cargo doors, and Rogers and Bakhtiari are coming out of their cars. So uh, that was pretty fun. Not many times you can see two MVPs walk yeah. apart from one another. Yeah, no uh, doubt. But at, at the game, I think we have to focus on Boston. Again, they, the one thing that worries me about them is they win ugly games, and I don't know if we're going to get that experience playing Detroit. Hopefully, we do well in the next round, but I Hopefully. just have a feeling that they're 
Well, they're winning ugly games, and if they muck up the games like today, where like Giannis is in foul trouble, like they have ways to like muck up the game and still score. I don't know if we can we can do that. Like we're more like a flow offense, so once okay. we get taken out of our flow, right? Let's talk about happen. the Boston that's, Celtics that's, for a second tonight, okay? Al Horford played 37 minutes against the Pacers tonight. They won, by the way. He had four points, two of six. Uh, in 37 minutes. Jalen Brown played 27 minutes. He had six points for them. Terry Rozier played 21. He had four points for them. Morris played 21 minutes. He missed all eight shots and didn't score for them. Do you know how they won? Kyrie Irving had 37 points on 26 shots, and Tatum took 20 shots and got 26. And then you had 13 off the bench for Hayward. That was it. It was really a two-man-plus-one situation for Boston and how they beat Indiana. That's how they won. I'm not too worried about this. If Giannis does have an off night, if that were to happen, the Bucs have enough scoring to pick him up, especially if Malcolm Brogdon is healthy and able to play. I'm telling you, Brogdon is a big component in how easily they can get rid of Boston or Philly or Toronto. If Brian's healthy and playing well, they'll be okay. And Miritich has a couple more games to find his rhythm. All right, thanks for the call. I thought he might say something else. I was wrong. Uh, 99-91, by the way, was the final of the Celtics over the Pacers. They're also up two games to none. Uh, so that and they're, game, and they're, they're lucky to be up 2-0, two, two oh, right. I think. But now that game, they go back to Indianapolis now, and the Correct. Bucks go to Detroit on Saturday. We'll be back on the air Saturday immediately following that game as well. Let's eye up the enemy, and we'll tell you uh, what the Detroit Pistons uh, did tonight uh, as they lost 120-99 to to your Milwaukee Bucks. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. All right, good old KS tweets and says Fox Sports Wisconsin acknowledged turns. Well, that's I'm glad they did. But did they do it in the arena is what that guy was saying. He was at the game, and they're saying it did not happen. So, yeah, it's good. Uh, okay, so I up the enemy. Uh, 18 points for Andre Drummond. 16 rebounds for Andre Drummond. 8 of 15. 18 points for Reggie Jackson on 17 of six, 7 of 16 shooting. Eight assists there. 19 points for Kennard. Uh, just plays really well against the Bucs for sure. Uh, 19 points for him and no bench play really for uh, them. Big Doug Jr., 3 of 10. Brutal. 1 of 6 from 3. Uh, 9 points. Galloway, uh, former Nick, 9 points uh, there. Ish Smith, former Buck, 3 of 13. Yeek. Uh, 6 boards, 5 assists uh, for the Pistons in the loss. I said this after the last game. I want to say it again after this game. I'm not Dwayne Casey. I've never coached in the NBA. I've never coached in college or anything else. But for the love of God, I do not understand why they do not run more offense for Andre Drummond. I just do not understand it. I do. I'll, I don't get it. Like you, that is a position where you can take advantage of the Milwaukee Bucks. Is inside that dude is a monster. Like why don't you run more offense? I said it after Game One on this show. I'm gonna say it again tonight. But if I was, if I was them. I would run. I would run it like a '90s team. I would. If Jason Kidd was there, I'd I'd go from the inside out. Like he's just going to keep going until they stop him. We're just going to keep feeding him the ball early in the game, 
And when they stop him or they go to double, then we'll kick out and try and get shots. But we're going to make you double him before we stop going to him. That would be my philosophy because what you're doing right now ain't working. So maybe you need to try and slow it down, dirty it up, and try and get a little bit more physical inside. I think if they I, put Giannis on him, I'm telling Drummond, make sure to use those elbows when you go up. And when you clear, use those elbows. If they're going to try and guard, if they're going to have Giannis guard him, that's what I'm going to do. And that goes for anybody in any playoff series against the Bucs. You put Giannis on my I'm going to make him know he's trying to defend a center at that point. Bucks 120, Detroit Pistons 99. If you want to get in, still got time for you. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM. The Fan Sports Flash coming up with Mayor Mitch. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Let's get tonight's Wrench and Go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest-priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, so the Milwaukee Bucks get the winning night 120 to 99. See Sparky Fiverr here, Mayor Mitch over there, Chairman of the DeWitt J. Wilson Fan Club. Uh, Evan is hanging out as well tonight in a Bucks victory. Drive of the game, Mayor Mitch. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. What you got? I'm going to go Giannis getting a big and one in the fourth quarter to really put this one out of reach uh, over the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, just a nice finish coming off a, uh, a nice defensive play as well. Close that position when he's been front. Good job, Bledsoe. Giannis. Giannis, yes. And Drummond is on the seat of his pants. What a great play by Adetokounmpo, started by Bledsoe. Man, I'm, people, that good good job by Pashke and uh, Marcus Johnson, that call. Trevor says, tweets at 105.7 FM, the fan. Sparky, I didn't know you like giving scouting reports to other NBA teams over the air. LOL. Man, I do it all the time. I do it all the time. Because it's fun just to kind of, I mean, I don't know, maybe not for everybody. But it's fun for me to look at both sides. Like, okay, so if I was a Pistons, like, what would I do to try and get this thing a little bit closer and make it more competitive? Like, what can they do? Are they just stuck? And there's always something you can try most times to try and do something. That's what the playoffs are, is making adjustments from one game to the next. Well, and, and I think they did that in the second quarter tonight. I, I think that's that's the way, I don't know if it's to beat the Bucks, but it's, it, it's certainly a way that, you've seen Charlotte do it all throughout the year, where they go small, play high energy, you know, get lucky and make but some you shots. You can't keep it up. But you can't keep it up because nope. the Bucks can beat you in every way. Correct. You can't keep it up. If you want to, you want to run and gun. Bucks will beat you in four quarters. Yep. I promise you, you are not going to run with and, the Bucks. And you could tell Detroit in the first quarter even was trying to play faster than they right. were, you know, and just and just try to hang in there. And, but that's not who they are, right? So now you're trying to become somebody that you're not, and that does not work. That's why I say, just screw trying to shoot a hundred threes and everything else if you're Detroit at this point. Your strength is your big guy in the middle. Just feed that beast and see what happens and go from there. Make them double him. And then once that's they just, double him, kick out. That's not how teams play anymore. I mean, right, but they are going to win this way. They can't. They cannot beat the Bucks this they way. They can't win no matter what. Fine. So try something different is all I'm saying. Try something different. And you also, I mean, there were times tonight when the Pistons were going small in the second quarter, and I was getting angry oh, because boy. you had Brooke Lopez, yep. seven foot one yep. at least, with Reggie Jackson on him, and he's got him in the paint. And it's like, dude, you can just turn around and shoot over this guy, and yet he's throwing it out to the corner. That drives me nuts. And then Ursan misses a three yeah, or something. That drives me crazy. Like I, I don't understand like, that. 
punish these guys if they're right. going to go small. That's what you have to do. One thousand percent agree. Right. That that would drive me nuts. Like if I was Brunholzer, come off the floor. Listen to me. The that's, guys. That's what he wants to do. The guy's six to eight inches smaller than you. Just turn around, and shoot the damn ball over him. You don't got to pass out to a third. I promise you, I'm not going to yell at you. Right. Yeah. It's not like you had Drummond on you and then you kicked out. You had a guard on you. Just put it down over the top of him. You're good. You got but, it. But that's. I mean, Brooke Lopez is the 100 percent the key outside of the coach to got the to get this to. He yes. was the biggest key to get the Bucks to 60 wins. This I agree. Year because X he factor. plays like a guard on offense and a center on defense. Yep. I Yeah, absolutely. I don't disagree. And he's taking step back threes and spacing the floor, and Giannis has this has free reign. Yep. All right, let's go back to the phones. 414-799-1250. Talking about another Bucks victory up 2-0 in the series. Game 3 in Detroit. Saturday night, I'm telling you, tickets uh, aren't all that expensive. Lots of Bucks fans expected to be in Detroit. Uh, Saturday night, uh, and like I said, it's Saturday night. You can leave after work Friday, drive there, go to the game Saturday night, go to the casino, do whatever, come back Sunday. Perfect weekend. All yep. right, what do you got? Saturday night's all right. Jay in Waukesha, you're up next on the fan. What's up, Jay? Hey, guys. Uh, the two games in here, uh, the Pistons know they're overmatched. We yep. know they're overmatched. And to me, honestly, it, it, it's almost like the difference between an exhibition game and a regular season game. This is like NBA playoffs exhibition style where there's a little bit of aggression. There's a little bit of chippiness. But at the same time, you can just see being at the games that the Pistons respect us. So coming out of halftime, they're joking around with guys like Zaza and San and guys that really in a typical situation would probably bring a little bit more aggression. And I know there were a couple plays of that nature in the first game. But at the end of the day, I think they respect us, and I think we better be ready for regular season NBA playoffs come Boston because those jokers like Baines and Rozier and uh, uh, Morris, they have no respect for us, and they know that that they're going to have to be on their games to beat us. And, And I just think that we better be ready to match that physicality as much as Sparky, we're talking about Brogdon, a guy to me that could be a real wild card in that series is Marcus Smart. Uh, he's not going to play. He's out like he's six. Out? He's out like yeah, six he's weeks. Hurt. He's not going to play. Okay, well that that to me is a, that's a big advantage for us. I I, th- I think next round against Boston, I don't think that they can score with us, but I do think it probably goes six, and I think we're going to have a little bit of a little bit of an adjustment going from what we're seeing in this round to what they're going to bring. And I think their home court advantage is going to also be uh, much better than Detroit. So I, I think they get two games, maybe, maybe just one, but maybe two games. I, I think we beat them in six because they just can't score with us. Yeah, you're right about that. Thanks for the call. Dr. J tweeted uh, at the fan, will you address or acknowledge that Ursan has been useless against playoff competition? I'll hang up and listen. See, this is what Twitter does. Instead of actually calling me and telling me, you now you're hanging up and listening on Twitter. Uh, look, I realize that many of you grow frustrated with Ursan Ilyasova. I do. been listening to it all year long. And I keep having the same response, and I will continue to have the same response. If you look at what Ursan Ilyasova did for Atlanta when he was with Boonholzer, regular season and postseason. If you look at Ursan in the postseason with Philly last year, what him and Bellinelli were able to do, the man's going to play. Boonholzer trusts him. He's going to continue to run him out there. I'm telling you right now, that dude is going to be big in a game or two during the postseason. 
He is. There's going to be a game where that dude's going to hit like three or four threes coming down the stretch, and everybody's going to be like, holy crap, dude, he helped us that game. It's going to happen. There's going to be games where he's not going to hit many shots like tonight, but there's going to be a couple games where you're going to look at Ersan and go, he was a big reason why they won. May not be the reason, but he helped them in some crunch situations. So, remember, too, having a veteran out there that's been in these situations is just huge, right? Not going to get rattled by a bunch of noise. Not going to get rattled by score and situation. He's been there and seen and done all of this crap. He has. So, he's going to continue to run him out there. And the whole thing about Mirtich that Mayor Mitch brought up earlier, had him played in forever. Like, there's going to be some rust. He's going to have to find a rhythm. And a guy earlier on Twitter, and I lost the tweet, I'm sorry, whoever it was that tweeted at me, uh, or at the station, said, I just use game three and let Miritich just shoot as many as he wants. Let him find his damn rhythm. I agree. So, like, fine. Miritich, you're playing 25 whatever minutes. I don't know if he's on the minute restrictions or whatever, but I'm going to play him and go take some shots. I would have one request of Miritich, though. Okay. Please at least look at the basket before you shoot. Yeah, details. He's, like, starting. He's he's start. I swear to God, he's starting that shot. That ball is up here before he's even even looked at at the basket. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that's catch and shoot. That, I, I love it, but that dude's done it for yikes. a long time. I'm not trying to tell Miritich how to shoot, but I, I understand what you're doing. What, what you're guy was running into him, and he just he like literally just shot it. And it was like, dude, yep. you had no chance. Yep. All right, back to the phones. We go four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Where to? Mike on the south side. You're up next on the fan. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, uh, good to see Aaron Rodgers got a new hat. I know he's a little lean in the wallet. Uh I know Sparky, at the end of March, we talked a lot. You, you thought Merkel and Snell would be the starters mm-hmm. for the experience? Yep. But now you got Connington in there? Well, he's not starting. He's coming off the bench. But yeah. Sterling Brown is starting, and I said this after game one. He earned it. Snell got hurt, and Sterling yeah. Brown played really well uh, in Snell's absence, and Sterling Brown earned the opportunity that he's been given, and I, I think he continues to earn it. He's playing pretty good defense when he's out there. And he's contributing on offense somewhat. As far as Connaughton goes, he's another one that's played really well. I'm questioning how much he's going to play once Malcolm Brogdon gets back because then I think it's going to be Connaughton and Sterling Brown. Somebody's going to lose minutes there. Maybe both of them lose minutes. And real quick, yeah, I agree. The bench can get really strong. I don't know if Casella come back, but Brogdon, you got Snell, you got Brown Hill and Connington there. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have a good bench as this goes along. And uh, thanks for taking the call. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right, uh, let's hear from Mike uh, Boonholzer, head coach of your Milwaukee Bucks, after they beat the Pistons 120-99. to Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 105.7 FM. The fan. All right, let's hear from the head coach after the Bucks get game two victory here. Game three, the Bucks up 2 0 in the series will be on Saturday night, 7 o'clock tip there. I'll be back with you along with uh, Mayor Mitch is off, right? Saturday night? Yeah, he's not here. Well, you're going home for Easter, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Been Evan, a while. Evan's going to hang out with us on Saturday night. I think Mandela's in here Saturday night, too. Is that who I have on the schedule? I thought it was Jeff, but I could oh, be wrong. Could be, it doesn't matter. I'll be here. Evan will be here, and then somebody else will be with us, uh, and we'll be here holding it down for you Saturday night after the Bucks and Pistons. All right, here's Mike Budenholzer after the game. 
Uh, they came after us. They were aggressive. They were physical. Um, they made it very difficult for us. Um, they beat us to loose balls in the first half, beat us on the boards. Uh, but to hold them to one offensive rebound and 40 points in the second half, um, you know, I think that's what we want. That's what we expect. So, you know, good second half. Obviously, the three big guys, Giannis, Chris, Eric, um, very good. And Pat off the bench. So, you know, good to see us uh, get tested in the first half and come out and respond in the third quarter. But I, I know there's been nights where the halftime message is, you know, just just be yourselves. And there's been halftimes where it's going in and telling the guys maybe loudly, time to get it together. What was the message tonight? No, it was, you know, I think the biggest kind of what I just alluded to, I, I think we were not rebounding. We weren't taking care of the boards. Um, I think they were just kind of outworking us. But it was, and I think, you know, they were... They were playing well. Um, you know, the pick and roll game with Jackson and Drummond, um, you know, they were effective. And, you know, I think you have to give credit to Detroit. And we just said we want to keep doing what we've always done. We just got to be better, particularly we got to be better taking care of the boards. I thought a couple transition baskets, um, we didn't stick to our principles. Um, but it was it was just kind of a normal halftime. And, you know, let's just do what we've been doing. Let's just do it a lot better. You know, it seemed like blood just kind of came up with, a bunch of big plays, uh, timely plays when you guys needed him. In particular, that missed by Pat from the corner. He comes in for the offensive rebound. Just how much do you think that he affected the, the kind of yeah, the the game tonight in terms of giving you guys a jolt? Yeah, I thought Eric was big time. I mean, the the one you just talked about really stands out. You know, I think we'd made a big run, gone up, you know, seventeen or so, maybe more, and then they they cut it back and. We were a little bit wobbly, and um, that's just a heck of an athletic play to, you know, I think catch it with his left hand and just put it back off the board and finish it. And then he gets the steal and a couple other plays. And, uh, you know, it did feel like, you know, his plays and his defense were very timely. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what he's done for us a lot this year. Um, he has big impact plays. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Bryant Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. Sorry about that. I'm just responding to something on Twitter that I just saw from Eric Name of The Athletic. So right now, if you're watching Fox Sports Wisconsin, Giannis and Eric Bledsoe are at the podium talking. Eric Name said Giannis just walked up to the podium humming the Pink Panther song. He's wearing a pink sweatshirt with a zipper, a Nike one with a zipper at the top. Somebody who knows fashion can please explain to us four guys in the studio that have no idea why is there a zipper on the top of that sweatshirt? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Now, Evan says, well, maybe you can zip it up and cover your face. Well, who the heck is going to walk around with their face covered? With this? That doesn't make any sense. Mitch doesn't know. I asked Joel, our intern, he don't know. I don't know. Why is there a zipper on those and on that Nike sweatshirt just he's has to be, I'm guessing, for A, fashion, of course. So it's just like B, a thing. Maybe a little extra comfort as well. Uh, you know, yeah, the, the, yeah. the hood part comes up to his chin. Have you ever had a zipper, like, underneath... How is that comforting? It's not. To I mean, well, your chin. It's not. Like around, I'm talking, you know, it relieves the, the throat a little bit. The, it's not, you're not getting choked by your own clothes. 
I'm grasping at straws here. I, I don't know. I was just going to let you keep talking until you bailed yourself out. 120 to 99 bucks over the Pistons. X factor of the game tonight. I'll go there, Bledsoe. I think Bledsoe had a hell of a game tonight. 27 points, six assists, four boards, three steals, a block. You go with him or Pat Connaughton. Either one. Connaughton might make more sense because he's coming off the bench and nobody expects him to go 18 and nine and four block shots. So maybe Connaughton probably makes more sense as the X factor tonight. All right, let's look at the injury report in a Bucks 120 to 99 win. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. All right, injury report, nothing's really changed. Still waiting on Brogdon. He should be back uh, next round, or at least that is the hope, and that is why I'm hoping Indiana wins a game or two against Boston because right now they're down 2-0 in that series. Boston beat Indiana tonight 99 to 91 as that game heads to Indianapolis uh, for game three. Any type of extended time you can get for Brogdon uh, or for Tony Snell, much appreciated. More so Brogdon than Snell, I guess. I don't think they need Snell to win a series, uh, but they're going to need Brogdon here. Sliding's going to get tougher uh, in the next round against Boston. I can almost but guarantee you of that. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I just think it's it's going to get tougher. 120-99 bucks over the Pistons. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll go inside the Bucks locker room. Uh, Giannis and Malcolm Brogdon just got done. To, or not Malcolm Brogdon. Eric Bledsoe. Giannis and Eric Bledsoe just got done talking. Uh, we'll hear from them. And we'll catch up with Matt Velasquez and the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. All straight ahead. We're heading into the Bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court. Sponsored by Precision Sports. Specializing in the delivery, installation, removal, and repair of basketball hoops, exercise equipment, game tables, and backyard playgrounds. Go to PrecisionSportsOnline.com. All right, so the Bucks over the Pistons, one twenty to ninety nine tonight. Let's go inside the locker room uh, with Eric Bledsoe and Giannis, uh, Matt Velasquez. Uh, we will have him on momentarily, and I want to find out if it is true what Eric Name said. That is that Giannis apparently was humming the Pink Panther song while wearing a pink Nike sweatshirt heading up to the podium. I think Eric Name may be hearing things. He is getting older. All right, l- let's hear what they had to say. Actually, the frustration was because my body was hurting more. Uh, but obviously, you know, I want to be in the game. I want to finish the game. Uh, but I think Coach Bud is doing a great job just uh, keeping us in, like, low minutes and uh, make sure we get some rest, especially when we're up 21. Um, but it's amazing, you know. You know, we're up uh, 2-0 right now. We're going to the road. we got to get a win in the road. You know, but uh, tonight I think we did. Uh, we just did our job these both games. They had a big second quarter. You guys struggled a little bit there. Just what was the the difference in kind of taking control there in the second half and and fixing the mistakes of that second quarter? Uh, we knew that it was gonna come out with a fight. We just had to match their intensity. I thought we did a great job of going into the half. Coach Bud came, talked it over with us, and we came out and executed the plan. Giannis, the Pistons' strategy of trying to wall you off in the paint seemed to work a bit more in the first half than the second. What adjustments did you make, or how did you kind of try to find your spots? No, it's about it's about will. Um, obviously, uh, I knew they're gonna come out and uh, try to load as much, put guys in the paint, um, crowd me. But I just tried to have patience, uh, and just at the end of the day, you gotta sometimes you gotta just have will 
And I came in the second uh, second half. Eric told me, be aggressive, it's going to come. And uh, that's what I try to do. Free game. Listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. This is Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, here's our guy Matt Velasquez joining us now after the Bucks win 122-99. So you were there. Was he really humming the Pink Panther song, Giannis, walking up to the podium wearing a pink Nike sweatshirt? Yeah, it was less humming and more of kind of like, but um, but um, you know, he was kind yeah. of basically singing it, um, you know, but he 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 totally owned that, you know, Nike uh, tech fleece pink outfit that he had. He was all about it. Well, good. Uh, after the after after we were all done, uh, he said, hey, "We should all go watch the Pink Panther movie," um, and and he was he was loving it. So that's the deal, huh? So he's not going to be in Space Jam two, but he's going to be in a Pink Panther movie coming up. That's what this is all about. I mean, I. I wouldn't rule anything out. I wouldn't rule anything. A, a pink tech fleece like that, you know, he, maybe he's auditioning. Why is there a zipper on that? Well, because it's, it's like a, you know, it's a, a, a zippered sweatshirt. I mean, he has... What are you going to zipper up? Your face? Like, what is the point of it? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I asked oh. the guys I got in the studio. None of them knew why there was a zipper on it. Oh, I don't know, but this is the exact like sweatsuit he wears every game. He wears a Nike tech fleece sweatsuit of a different color every game and that's just his style and he's been kind of doing that uh doing you know doing a little bit of a flex and just showing how many different colors he can get he gets custom colors you know nike hooks him up he's a nike guy you know he he doesn't really get into the whole wearing suits and ties and, and right. fancy clothes games he just wears different tech fleeces yeah okay uh okay so uh let's talk about the game tonight Two guys really stood out to me. I think Bledsoe played a really good game, and Pat Connaughton, old buddy, I, he was really, really good tonight. Yeah, I mean, he was all over the place. You know, he really, you know, did a, some good work on Luke Kennard, especially in that second half. You know, a bunch of block shots, hustling all over the place, grabbing rebounds. Eight of ten from the field is, is pretty great, too. Uh, and, you know, Eric Bledsoe just came through with a bunch of really, you know, key plays down the stretch. The Bucks were up seven. You know, he flies in for one of the rare uh, Connaughton misses. And he scoops that back in, kind of in one fluid motion. You know, that's the start of a 6-0 personal run for him. Then he has an assist to Middleton. Giannis gets in there with an and one. And all of a sudden, it's a 19-point game. Um, you know, and so, you know, Bledsoe's contributions, um, you know, shouldn't be overlooked in what he did. Game high, 27 points, uh, three steals. Uh, I think he had six assists, four rebounds. He's doing a little bit of everything and coming up big, with big plays in crunch time when the Bucks needed him. Matt, is there any reason – at all, at all, to think that Malcolm Brogdon will not play in the next round? I don't think so. I, I think he's, uh, based on everything that I've been told and, and people, you know, Bud has said and players have said that, you know, Malcolm's on, on the timeline. The timeline puts him around, uh, available for around the beginning of the second round. It all depends on you know, where he's at, you know, coming closer to that time. But he should be available. He should be good to go. Uh, just, you know, kind of getting his win back and, uh, shaking the rust off, but he should be good to go for the second round, uh, if not right at the beginning, but sometime early in that series. My other question about Malcolm Brogdon, there was a report out a couple days ago that uh, Brogdon could see numbers looking like four years, $60 million, uh, which means he would be getting $15 million a year. I said the Bucks could probably go somewhere in the area of 15 to 17 is my guess. Uh, I would feel comfortable paying him $15 million a year. It's not my money. Uh, does that seem like an appropriate number for Brogdon? 
yeah, that that seems like kind of that seems in the ballpark. You know, maybe it's you know escalating with like five percent raises or whatever right. this year. So the first year it isn't fifteen, but on average it would be fifteen. Right. Um, there are different ways you can do it. Um, you know, the, the only question with him is obviously the injuries. He's had a couple of them. The the partially torn uh, quad tendon last year, uh, kind of a, a fluky, weird thing. Uh, the plantar fascia has been bothering him longer. Maybe that injury history affects his, his market a little bit. You know, we'll see what he does in the playoffs and how healthy he looks. But I think that based off what he did this year, I mean, 50, 40, 90 is insanely good. Uh, so if you can get somebody like that at around that, that number, it seems, it seems appropriate. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. Are you going to Detroit or are you going to take the weekend off? Oh, I, I no off days in the playoffs, Sparky. Oh, I'm come on. These, these next two games, seriously, stop. And it's Detroit. Like, who would blame you for not wanting to go to Detroit to go watch two blowouts? Hey, hey, you know what? I got to be there. You know, I know. It's, it's your play. job. I know. Like, like, if they go play the Knicks, they go play the Bulls, they go play the Hawks, I got to be there. So I'll, I'll be there. We'll see what happens, and we'll try and have some fun. I'd rather go to New York or Chicago than Detroit. Uh, all right, Matt. Oh, thanks. So, enough. I mean, it's Detroit. I mean, I... I mean, it's getting better, though. I mean, from what I've heard, I haven't been there in a while, but I guess it's getting better. you got a nice casino downtown. All right, Matt, thank you so much. Have fun in Detroit. All right, we'll catch you later. There he is, Matt Velasquez. We'll talk to him again on Saturday night. Bucks win tonight, 120-99. to He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local, common-sense lending to your community since 1935. What about the next game? What do you expect from this team now? Time for some forward thinking. Sponsored by Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together. Find your way at ffpwi.com. Hey, look at this. Tim Sawinski just tweeted at the fan. Thanks to the fan and the Winnie's Big Show for the tickets to tonight's Bucks victory. Great seats, great game. Hashtag Giannis for MVP. Boy, he gets better seats than I do when I get to go. You see how close he is? Dude, those are damn good seats. That's a heck of a view. I mean, it, no bat, no obstruction whatsoever. That's, there are that's no wonderful. Obst- there are no obstruction seats, I don't think, in that arena. Well, I mean, you like if you sit any? behind the basket or something, yeah. Well, I guess, can... uh, baby, but I, they're that's all what good I, But seats. obviously, yes, it's all that, good seats. That arena is really, really good. Uh, okay, it's forward thinking. Bucks to win by 20 or more again uh, coming up on Saturday. We'll be here to talk about another blowup. Yeah, there you go. He's Mayor Mitch. I'm Steve Sparky Fiverr. There's really nothing to talk about. That, unless they do something different, which they better, or they're going to get blown out again. And it's going to be all Bucks fans. I'm telling y'all, this isn't going to be crazy Cub fans at Miller Park. Like, there won't be that many, but there's going to be enough where you'll be able to hear it on TV. I really believe that. Evan's over there. Mitch is here. I'm Sparky. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 on the Wendy's Big Show. We'll talk about that Packers schedule that came out. I'm going to give you a little hint. I don't like it at all for the Packers. Not a fan. <laughs> I cringed when I looked at that schedule. And I said, what, 13? That's a lot of road games down, down the stretch. I think I said 13-3 and three before I saw the schedule. Yikes. I'm a little bit concerned about what I saw. How it all lines up. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. And, of course, Bucks talk, baby. 2-0. We've got to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow and what has happened to Corbin Burns. We'll talk about that, too, tomorrow All on the Wendy's Big Show. That'll do it for tonight. Bucks get the victory over the Detroit Pistons, 120-99. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.